All in preparation for the challenges that lie ahead. This is a show that feeds the mind with inspiration and truth on the issues of the day. If it's important to your life, you'll find it here. Hosted by Malcolm Out Loud. Well, a thousand spiritual leaders across America, including Judeo-Christian apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, all gathered at a meeting that was closed to the media last week. Well, the gathering was dubbed a conversation with Donald Trump and Ben Carson and was emceed by Mike Huckabee. We're going to talk today with one of those national leaders who was in attendance at the gathering, Evangelist Elvita King. She's a pastoral associate and director of civil rights for the unborn, the African-American outreach for Priests for Life, and Gospel of Life Ministries. I think most of you probably know Elvita grew up in the civil rights movement led by her uncle, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Also, she's got a couple of books out I want to tell you about real fast. She's a best-selling author with King Rules, 10 Truths for You, Your Family, and Our Nation to Prosper, and How Can the Dream Survive If We Murder the Children. Wow. And I don't want your man, I want my own. You can see where all that's going. Elvita, welcome. <laughs> Hi, Malcolm, and hello, listeners. It's just wonderful to say hello to everybody, and thank you so much for the opportunity to chat. I love it. I always follow you. I just love your spirit and your enthusiasm for life. You're just, it's contagious, Alvita. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, let's talk about this big meeting that Trump had. He said that, uh, he said something that caught everybody's attention, and I want to start here. He said, of course, pray for everybody, but we can't be, again, politically correct and say we pray for all of our leaders because all of the political leaders are selling Christianity down the tubes, selling the evangelicals down the tubes. And it's a very, very bad thing that's happening, Donald Trump said. Now, I want to ask you first, how did that statement go over with a crowd in attendance and do you think, Elvita, that this is Trump's mojo, you think, that has caught on with the electorate? Well, actually, I believe that the crowd understood exactly what Donald Trump was saying. And for the most part, we would all agree that we do not need to be politically correct. And I would add that we need to be spiritually correct. So as he was speaking, he says, pray for everybody, absolutely, because he knows the Bible says Pray for those who are in authority that we can have a peaceful life. However, he says, but you should pray for one person to win. And so in other words, when you pray, you can't pray that all the candidates win. You have to pray that one candidate should win. And that was very clear uh, what he said and what he meant. Now, I thought that another thing that was very interesting about that meeting, initially when I heard about the meeting, the planners were saying, we're going to get about 100 people and go to New York and talk to Mr. Donald Trump. And I said, oh, that sounds nice. And I was invited, actually. Well, it turns out there were about a thousand leaders wow. and it was packed, but it all you almost still felt like you were in a small meeting. People were walking around, talking with each other. And Mr. Trump was very candid and very open. And that's not easy to do. If you can make a thousand person meeting seem small and casual and comfortable, that's hard to do. He did. He just and it is hard. But that's one other thing about him. He seems to be kind of swimming upstream and right, rubbing people well, the right way or the wrong way. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Alina, yeah. the one thing he has, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, there's one secret ingredient that Donald Trump has that most politicians have not figured out. And, and I can say it in one word, authenticity. Yes, 
Absolutely. And you know, when he says we need to be able to say Merry Christmas again, yeah, I just, you know, that's, know. that's something I would say. I've been saying it. And so he speaks in, in a very real way, a believable way. And some people are saying now he's backing up on saying he's going to kick all of the Muslims out of America. Well, he's not backing up. He's listening to America. He knows that we have to deal with the immigration issue and the terrorism issue. However, he's saying, I'm here to work with America because I want to make America great again. So, I, you know, and I don't endorse con candidates anymore. Uh, as an evangelist, I pray for everybody. I know who I'm going to vote for. But I, so people are saying, oh, you're just pushing J Donald Trump. I'm saying be fair. Listen to what Donald Trump says and don't change his words. Let Donald Trump say what Donald Trump is going to say. Right. Now, that's well said, Elvita. It's well said. Listen, here's one of the challenges. A couple of big points here we, we want to discuss here. First off, there's a, there's a brand that Trump has created out there. Now, there were a couple of things he talked about at that meeting up there that you attended in New York, okay? And he touched on racism. He touched on Christianity. He touched on, of course, the Supreme Court justices. Some pretty big issues, okay? One of the things I want to discuss with you, uh, Trump has been branded in the media world as a racist, as arrogant, as there's a lot of adjectives, that, and you know what the adjectives are, Elvita. We don't need to sit and focus on Absolutely. them. There's a whole list of adjectives <laughs> that have been branded to this man. Now, here's what I want to say. Now, you came out in some of the talking points in the notes here. You had mentioned that, you know, he promised uh, economic justice as a means of lessening the bands of racism. Now, I want right. to talk to you a moment on this because I have always, I grew up as a, in a very cultural, culturally diverse world, Malcolm did, okay? So I, ne I didn't subscribe to this other theory of this arrogance and racist and a lot of these words that have been branded to Trump. What I want to say is, how is he going to do this as one of his objectives with racism when you take a look at some of the reports and some of the polls we have? I mean, listen, it, it, some of the top words he's known as uh, that people, they, all these polls they do, arrogant, uh, again, racist, blowhard, idiot. Uh, I mean, these are not real comfortable words. You know, pompous, bombastic, egomaniac. Uh, and now, but, but hold on, hold on. Uh, Hillary, <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Let me give you her top words. Are you are you sitting down? Are you ready? I'm right here. All right, here you go. Liar, dishonest, untrustworthy. Okay. Uh, I mean, Bill, woman. I mean, this is these are real. These are from polls. These are words that you know come to mind when people say the candidate names. What do you think of that? I believe that it's incredible that Donald Trump himself gets on Twitter and he doesn't necessarily defend himself. He just says, this is exactly what I said. If you want to know what I'm saying, listen to me. I was so impressed with his take on racism and how to combat it. And that is social justice. And I believe now it's going to be biblically based social justice. In other words, level the playing field, not because of skin color, but because every human being needs an opportunity to earn a living, to make a wage, to take care of a family. And he's promising to bring jobs back from overseas and put America back to work. And certainly African-Americans want to work like everyone else wants to work. And so if we're going to be fair with a just society, then he'll deal with economic justice. And as a matter of fact, People don't remember, but that's what my uncle, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., was fighting for. My dad, his brother, A.D. King, of course, they live together in heaven now. So if we're going to deal with racial issues, we have to have a level playing field. 
And as a businessman, he understands that. And there are so many African-Americans in his camp who know he's not racist. And so I think that, especially if you hear Mrs. Clinton, she's it's called double speak, and you call somebody else what everybody else is calling you. Right. <laughs> and that's what she's doing. And it's, it's the most amazing as I sit there and I watch it. Well, the big word she uses a lot is temperament. And, of course, then you have the Secret uh, Service uh, guy who just uh, released the book this week, Elvita, who came out and said that Hillary Clinton doesn't have the temperament. And, of course, she uses that against Donald Trump in the way that you just spoke, you know? She takes double speak and everything she's accused of, she accuses Mr. Trump of that. Right. It's pretty wild, pretty amazing. So, Elvita, I want to ask you, what specifically does Donald Trump have to do to attract more African-Americans to the Republican Party, number one, and to vote for him in November, number two? I believe if Donald Trump would continue to speak to America on social media without all of the bluster, but just candidly, like he's been doing more of, and coming to our communities, African-American included. But this America to me is my uncle ML, Martin Luther King's and Daddy AD's beloved community. So come to the beloved community. Roll up your sleeves. Let us know that you really care about rebuilding America, bringing jobs back to America. That is not the color of our skin, but the content of our character and what's in our pocketbooks. Help us there, please. Well, we want to feel better. We want to be, you know, we don't want to be sick. We want to be well. So I believe if he gets those kinds of messages to our community and America at large, he's going to do just fine. You know, Elvita, part of the key words that he used there, which you picked up on so well, is economic justice. You see, yeah. economic justice. Yes. Yes. And, and I mean, that's really, uh, isn't isn't that really, uh, I mean, that solves a lot of problems, doesn't it? It will solve my problem and everybody's problem. I, you know, I have six living children. I have 10 grandchildren. Um, most of my children have actually finished college, thank goodness, but that's not the case across America. Now, what Bernie Sanders suggested, giving everybody free college, and then the, those of us that still have a job have to pay for everybody's college, that wasn't going to work. But put America back to work, have programs for interns, have uh, programs where you can work and learn and earn at the same time. All of those types of programs are going to be very good. And I believe that as he articulates a little more of that, that America will come along. You know, Elvita, the, the, one of the most important things he, at, at that meeting also, he promised to appoint pro, pro-life Supreme Court justices. And I want to start on that a moment. I want to ask you something. I mean, we're going to look at several seats are going to have to be filled on the Supreme Court in the next few years. In fact, it just came out the other day. Clarence Thomas is looking to uh, to retire. Uh, you've seen that, right? I did see that. Of course, he has served America beautifully. But I know he wants to enjoy his family, and that's going to be important. So I believe Donald Trump, when he says he will support and appoint pro-life justices, that's going to be very important for America. And I believe as he leads this nation, that the states will follow, that the communities will actually come together. Now, he seems to be the kind of person that says, if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. And so I believe that he had to show that he was tough enough to do that. But there's a magnanimous side of him as well that we saw at that meeting. Very humble, not blustering, answering questions, 
and everybody squeezed. They weren't easy questions, but he did not lose his temper. So I believe, and then if someone like Mike Huckabee, Reverend Mike Huckabee, can sit there with him and, and converse with him after having stood on the podiums with him, Dr. Ben Carson as well. And they said, look, if we can forgive the man, you can forgive the man. Let's move forward. That, that is a great point. And both of them have done that, and others have. There was a lot of friction in the Republican primary, obviously, but there's always friction in primaries, aren't there? Isn't there, there? is. There I, is. Everybody there made is. a lot of bluster out of that, Elvita, but I don't remember a time in my life when a primary didn't have, uh, uh, you know, conflict. I, I see that as well, and when we have conflict, but we rise above it and move ahead. But I really do want America to remember, when you hear Mrs. Clinton calling Mr. Trump all of these names, she's just really repeating double speak, turning around what everybody's saying about her and saying that that is him. You know, like the two little children who do something, and the parent says, why did you do so-and-so? They say, well... My cousin, my brother, or my cousin, or my sister, or whoever did so and so, and then the parent says, "Wait a minute, I'm looking at you right now." <laughs> right. So we got we got to have to remember that. Yeah, we do have to remember that, and so there's this whole rebranding going on that has to happen. So right now, here's the big question: Do you think Donald Trump is ready and has the temperament and can lead this country forward? Well, you know, I'm a preacher. You should not ask an evangelist a question like that. Because all I'll do is open the book of the my pages in my Bible, right. and the people could have said, do you think it's David is ready? Do you think Apostle Paul, who was Saul at the time, is okay. ready? Right. Do you think the woman at the well or the woman in the act was ready? You see, to be a disciple. So God is able to do miracles. All we need to do in America is pray. Well, you know, Elvita, there are people who have told me, uh, both in the Christian field and, and in other fields as well, that uh, that uh, very possibly, potentially, that Donald Trump is here for a reason, and that yeah. there are people who believe he was sent here by God. Well, I actually, at the first debate, I was watching the debate, and I was tweeting frantically, and I was typing, Donald Trump is a bull in a china shop. And I felt like in my heart, I, I just got this. Bulls are beautiful, magnificent creatures, and China is very fragile. <laughs> so I said, uh-oh. <laughs> And my God, he has broken up a lot of China, hasn't he? He has broken up a lot of China. That is a good way to put it, Alvita, because really that's what's happened. And you know, the political establishment, they don't like breaking China. You know that. No, they don't. And that's what it's about. It's So it's, it's just been fascinating for me to watch and to be encouraged. I do believe that Mr. Donald Trump is genuine. Yes, I do. You do, and and I thank you for saying that as well. Well, let me remind people, we'll have you back on again. There's so many things to talk about, and hopefully, uh, as you say, with a lot of the things that we're talking about here, that these politicians will follow through. You know, Elvita, if they, th if, if they follow through on half of the promises they make, we'd be okay as a country, you know? Isn't that true? And so by his track record, he's a builder, and if he falls off the horse, he gets back on. Alveda King, thank you for uh, making the contact. I'm going to put uh, on America Out Loud, folks, all of Alveda's information, her books that you can get. I'm sure they're available on Amazon. I'm going to list mm -hmm. them on there so you can check them out because as I started this uh, uh, talk with you today and I told folks about the books, you can tell that they tell a very unique story about Alveda King. Yeah.